Notice that those who live in darkness are trapped by it, and they're held in bondage to it until Christ sets them free. You'll know the truth, and that truth makes you free. And he who the Son sets free is truly free indeed. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. When Jesus was born, a brilliant light split the night of a sin-darkened world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us today. We're starting a new message I'm calling, The Light Has Come. There are two kinds of darkness, the kind of darkness that comes with the night and the darkness of spiritual blindness. When Jesus was born, his light shined in that second kind of darkness. The Bible says that Jesus was, quote, the one who is the true light arrived to shine on everyone coming into the world. I can't wait to share this message in our Christmas series. I know this is going to bless you and help us to remember the real reason for the season. So let's go right to the message, The Light Has Come. John 1, 4 and 5. Let's read it. You've got it up there. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Wow. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word tonight. We pray, bless it. We pray that you will open our eyes and our ears to see and to understand who you are. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to say something with me with your heads bowed. I want you to remember this. This Christmas season. Say with me, to understand who he is. Is to understand why he came. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, turn to your neighbor and tell him, that sounds true to me. To understand who he is. Is to understand why he came. Now, Jesus is described as many things in the Bible. Many, many adjectives are used to describe Jesus. The bread of life, he's called the good shepherd, he's called the door, he's called the gate, and then in his own words, the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, I'm the door. But here John describes him. And John describes him the way Jesus also described himself, which we'll read a little bit later. But John describes him as a light. Now, you got to remember, John walked around with him. John watched him day in and day out for a little over three years. So John started thinking, you know, he, he's like this. He's like that. He's In another place, he said he's full of grace and truth. But he said, you know, when I think about Jesus, I think he was, he was like a light. John describes him as the light of men. He's the light of men. He tells us that Jesus, as the light, shined into the darkness, and the darkness did not defeat the light. How many of you have ever seen darkness chase away light? You've never seen it, right? It can't happen. Darkness is the absence of light. 
That's why our country is getting so dark, because our nation is shutting down the light or suppressing it, and the more they suppress it, the darker it gets. But we're not going to let that happen, right? We're going to preach Jesus and Him crucified. But it says that He shined into the darkness of this world, and the darkness did not defeat it, did not overcome it, did not overwhelm it. His light, John is letting us know, was and is overpowering. It's an irresistible force that cannot be successfully defeated. Have you ever, as a believer, walked into a room full of lost people and just said the name Jesus and watch how they scurry and change the subject and, and turn away and won't look at you? Have you ever noticed that you can walk into a room and say, Buddha? And everybody will say, cool, oh, yeah, Buddha. You go in there and say with affection, Jesus. Oh, man, it's like turning on a kitchen light and the cockroach is running. You know why? Because his name is light. There's power attached to that name. It's the light of Jesus. That's the force that darkness cannot win against. Now, it's Christmas season. We're all here essentially because 21 centuries ago, a a common blue-collar worker named Joseph and his teenage fiancée, Mary, about 15 years old, arrived in Bethlehem when she was nine months pregnant. Right when they got there, she went into labor pains. It was the timing of God. It didn't happen until they got there. But as soon as they arrived, she began to experience labor pains. And when they tried to check into the local hotel, you know the story, they found a no-vacancy sign hanging in the window, and it was sort of like, what now? Out of options. They walked around back where the animals were kept. I want you to think about that. The Son of God, as we've been preaching on Sundays, God wrapped in flesh, the very Creator God, is about to invade the planet via the womb of Mary. And yet, they're walking around back where it's dark, it's lonely, it's dirty, animals. It's like the parking lot of the hotel. And that's where God decided to let his son be born. Mary's birth pains were coming closer and closer together, as they do. And Joseph did his best. It's just Joseph back there. Now, again, I'm going to look at me If I had no hospital and my wife went into labor pains and it's only me, I'm Barney Fife immediately. Okay? I don't know what to do. I'd be praying in the Spirit 100 miles an hour. And I'd be praying for the grace of God. Joseph did his best with a very tough situation. He tied up their camel because that's how they got there. Threw some blankets on the ground. Stooped down. Rolled his sleeves up and helped Mary through the delivery of the baby Jesus, right out back in the hotel parking lot. Nobody was there to witness the Christ being born, but the twinkling stars, a few barnyard animals, the unseen angels who the Bible says looked and wanted to understand what was happening, and the watchful eye of a providential, sovereign God who was working out his plan that went all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 when he said there's going to be a man. And he said to the devil, he's going to bruise your head. And that was the working out of it. 
It's working out right there. But remember now, John said that Jesus was the light. And he shined into the darkness. And you know, when you read the Bible, the Bible will interpret itself. That's one of the laws of Bible interpretation. The Bible interprets itself. And when John calls Jesus a light, and Jesus said of himself, I'm the light of the world, that's nothing new. Because if you reach back to the prophets, they said the same thing. Look at what Isaiah said in Isaiah 9, verse 1. He said, there will be a time in the future. I'm quoting Isaiah. There will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles will be filled with glory. Now, look what he goes on and says. The people who walk in darkness will see a what? A great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, read the rest with me, a light will shine. Now, is he talking about a torch or a flashlight or a candle? No. He's talking about spiritual light, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. So Isaiah said when Jesus arrives, it's going to be like a great light has come to earth, a great light that's going to go where the darkness is dense where it is thick, where it's really dark. And that's where that light is going to shine. Now, the first thing I want to point out is this is speaking about spiritual light and spiritual darkness. When it says a great light, he's like a light. I am the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, Jesus said. This is not in any way talking about light that the natural eye can see. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about light from another dimension, the spirit dimension. The Bible teaches about a spiritual world, and guess what? Our culture does not accept what the Bible says about a spiritual world, a fourth dimension. Our culture is mainly resting in what the Enlightenment gave us, the Enlightenment of the 1800s. And the Enlightenment told us if you can't put it in a test tube and see it, or taste it, or touch it, or smell it, or hear it, if your senses can't come into contact with it, it's not real. That's what the Enlightenment bequeathed to us in the West. And that's really where we stand today. If I can't sense it with my senses, if I can't put it in a test tube and prove it, then it's not real. But the Bible comes and tells us there's another dimension. There is a fourth dimension out there it is in this room. It is everywhere. It is the dimension where spiritual beings exist. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against, and then he goes on to list, spiritual entities, spiritual personalities that inhabit a spiritual dimension. And as well, the angels live there. The cherubim, the seraphim, God, Christ. That's where they all are, in the spirit dimension. And that's where this light of Jesus comes from. It's a spiritual light. So even though our secular culture doesn't acknowledge it or accept it, doesn't really matter, doesn't make it not there, it's still there. It says that the world we live in is a place of deep and profound spiritual darkness. That's what the Bible testifies about our world that when it comes to the spiritual dimension of this world, it is a place of great, dense, thick darkness. It's dark because it's absent God. That is, it has rejected God and has, as a result, been plunged into darkness. I want you to listen to what John says. John speaks to this, and let the import of this really hit you, because this is oh so true. 
In 1 John 5, 19, he says, We know that we are children of God and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. Another version says that the world around us is totally under the sway and influence of the devil. That's what it says. And that shouldn't shock us. Look at what's going on in the world. And tell me it's not demonic. Tell me it's not satanic. Planned Parenthood? I mean, look, I didn't come to offend, but I might offend. But when you look at an organization that is killing babies and cutting them up and selling baby parts, and you're going to tell me that's not demonic, that's not satanic? That's not evil. That's not wicked. Oh, Jeff, you don't really believe that, do you? Oh, (laughs) the videos are right there, and they were not edited. Please. They're there. The war, the mayhem, the drug abuse, you just look at it, and it's easy to believe John's words that our world is under the control of the evil one. That doesn't mean the evil one owns it, but he has a huge influence on our world. And not only is our world languishing in spiritual darkness, the human race as a whole prefers this over spiritual light. Let's just listen to what Jesus said. He said, and the coming judgment is based on this fact. God's light, see how he's calling himself light? God's light came into the world, me, but people loved the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. Now, Jesus doesn't waste words. He never wasted a preposition. Listen, Jesus said, not only do they prefer the darkness, they love the darkness. You know why? Because their deeds are evil. So to come to light is to have your deeds exposed. So the people of this world hide in dark places, and they don't like getting around light. That's why our nation, folks, let's wake up and realize that's why our nation is wanting to shut down churches and persecute Christians and come against the Bible and eradicate our culture of everything that looks like God because their deeds are evil and they love the darkness more than the light and they don't want people of light walking around exposing their deeds. And I didn't either when I was lost. Paul the Apostle wrote about the blindness caused by spiritual darkness. He said, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see. Now, he's not talking about physical eyes. He's talking about the spiritual eyes of the soul. And look what he says. They cannot see. That's blindness. They cannot see. Can't see what? The light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So notice, they cannot see the light of the gospel. That's spiritual blindness. When you can't see something that's right in front of you, that's blindness. And that's the darkness that is in this world. But I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not here to get you down. But I am here to tell the truth about our world and what Jesus said about it, what the Bible says about it. So there is spiritual blindness. It's very real. Jesus can stand right in front of you and you not see him. You can hear the gospel of light and not see it. I've witnessed to people. I was shocked. I used to walk away from some people that I spent lots of time with trying to lead them to Jesus. And I used to walk away amazed at how blind they could be. You could show verse after verse and truth after truth and all kinds of evidences of God, and yet they remained blind. See, the Holy Ghost has to pull the scales off. The Bible also speaks about the power of spiritual darkness. 
the power of it. 2 Timothy 2, verse 25, Paul says, Opponents of truth must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses. Listen to how he describes people who are spiritually blind, who are ensnared by the darkness. He says, they need to come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Wow, that's a mouthful. Did you catch that? That if you're not a child of God through Christ, the enemy has you trapped. And what is he doing as you're trapped by his power? He is using you to do his will. That's why I say there's no such thing as a neutral person. There's no such thing as a self-made man. You can't say as a man who is not a Christian, well, I'm my own man. No, you're not. Well, I'm my own woman. No, you're not. Because you're either serving, according to this, the devil, doing his will, or you're serving God, doing his will. I used to preach, get off that fence. Now I know there's no fence. You're in or you're out. You're with him or you're not. You're saved or you're lost. Okay? And so he's saying here, wow, the devil takes you captive so that he can use you to do his will. And so what does Jesus say? Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. What's a yoke? It's when someone, it's when you are subservient to someone leading you. The devil drives you. Jesus leads you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart, you will find rest for your souls. Rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So these people who say, I'm not going to be a Christian, man, I can't live up to all those rules and regulations. That's too hard. No, Jesus said, my burden is light. You all know what's hard? Sin. Sin is hard on you. Sin is hard on you, but not Jesus. So he says here, the power of spiritual darkness. Notice that those who live in darkness are trapped by it. And they're held in bondage to it until Christ sets them free. You'll know the truth, and that truth makes you free. And he who the Son sets free is truly free indeed. Thank God. It's exactly what happens when we are saved. We are set free. Listen to what Colossians 1.13 says. He has rescued us. If you've been rescued, say it with me. He has rescued me. From what? The dominion, the power of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. So we've been transferred from one kingdom to another, a kingdom of slavery and bondage and misery, into the kingdom of God's dear Son. He rescued us. And look what was broken, power of darkness, the power of darkness. So while all the hustle and bustle and chatter of people was taking place and inside the no vacancy hotel in Bethlehem, the light of the world was actually born out back. Now I want to talk about three aspects of Jesus' light. And I'm going to use his own words. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Now I'm going to suggest to you tonight that those are three components of his light. The way the truth, and the life. So first, Jesus said, I'm the way. Well, if somebody says to me, 
I know the way, then it tells me they know how to get me somewhere. They know how to get me where I want to go. You know, if you've ever been truly lost, it's a horrible feeling. How many of you in here have been truly, frighteningly lost? That happened to me once. I took my kids when they were little into the woods. I was going to take them to show them the forest. And we left at about 2 in the afternoon. We went walking. This is when I lived on four acres in East Texas. And beyond us, we had no neighbors. We had none of this. It was just nothing but endless woods all the way into town, miles into town. So I took them into the forest and I'm showing them the birds and I'm showing them the animals and I'm showing them the different trees and the insects. And I'm just blabbing away, talking, you know me, teaching. And then I realized the sun had started setting. So I said, well, kids, it's time to get back. Now they're both, you know, they're like this looking up at me. Okay. And then I realized I'd gotten turned around. I couldn't see anything but trees. And I didn't know which way was which. Well, where are we going, Daddy? We're going this way. But I was totally lost. Now that is some food for thought. When I think about Jesus as a great light that first shined into our world so many centuries ago, I'm also aware that his light still shines bright today. It shines into the darkened hearts of men and women, boys and girls, and lights the way for us to walk into a brand new life. Jesus invites all of us to, quote, take his yoke upon us and learn of him, for he is meek and lowly of heart, and we will find rest for our souls. Have you ever asked the Savior into your heart? Have you repented of the sin that keeps you from Him and invited Jesus the light to come and lighten your life? You know, you can do that right now wherever you are, in your car, home, office, wherever you might be. He is there. Simply pray, Jesus, forgive my sin. I place my faith in you as my Savior. Come into my heart right now. In your name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, listen to our announcer at the close of this broadcast who will tell you how to contact us and let us know of your decision. We really want to rejoice with you. And here at Life Talk, we want nothing more than for you to experience success in your Christian life. And that's why we're making a very special offer to our Life Talk listeners. And here's our announcer to tell you more. Today's program is entitled, The Light Has Come. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Isn't it great when things are a little easier? Like connecting to Life Talk Radio and Pastor Jeff on your mobile devices anywhere, anytime. Then here's great news. Now, Pastor Jeff, Life Talk Radio, and Turning Point Church are just a few clicks away with a new TPC Family app. With the new TPC Family app on your mobile phone or tablet, there are loads of helpful features to keep you connected in an easy and fun way. 
Watch Pastor Jeff streaming live on Sundays and Wednesdays from Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Or watch on-demand videos from recent services you may have missed. Listen to Life Talk radio programs on demand. Today's broadcast or catch up on any of the great teachings from Pastor Jeff on past Life Talk programs. You can even help continue Life Talk Radio's outreach and impact on the nation with the gospel by giving securely online. Now you can even text your gift to Life Talk and the amount you would like to give to 30131. And you'll find contact information and directions to Turning Point Church, upcoming events, broadcast station listings for Life Talk Radio, and much, much more. Plus, the new TPC Family app is free and available on Apple or Android devices. To download the new TPC Family app, simply type in the keyword TPC Family as one word with no spaces in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get connected. So what are you waiting for? Download the free TPC Family app today and make your life a little easier. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.